0: time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did, because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart, they've got passion for God, they're leading intercession on their schools, they're set apart, consecrated under God, and they've got a vision and a mission for their life. Well, we are going to start a new series called Loserville. Um, Loserville, everybody say Loser. Loserville. Loserville, all right. And, um... So tonight, we're going to focus on the O'Fools. The O'Fools are a family that live in the made-up town called Loserville, all right? And then next week, we're going to talk about the Slackertons, all right? And then the following week, we're going to talk about the Nicklust Buckets. And so um, all of these are little families that live in a little town called Loserville, all right? And so tonight, I want to talk about the O'Fools, and I want to talk about Uh, how to walk in wisdom and not be a fool. And so um, Proverbs chapter 4, if you have your Bibles, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the young men and women that are in this room or Jesus, that will, over the course of the next 20 and 30 years, spread out all over the globe. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you, in their young days, as they are young people in these days, I pray, Lord, that they would become gripped with you. Lord, that they would fall in love with you. That they would love obedience. That they would love God. That they would love the power of the Holy Spirit. That they would love what you're doing in the earth. And God, we ask, Lord Jesus, that we would be people that do not allow the foolishness of this world to entrap us and keep us from fulfilling the destiny you have for each one of us. I pray, Lord Jesus, that the the, the foolish ways of the world would not entangle any young man or any young woman in this room, God. I thank you for what you're going to do. And everybody said amen. I love to sing children's songs. It's one of my favorite ways to get started, and so we're going to do that tonight. So there's a little song called "If You're Happy and You Know It." Clap your hands, and so we're going to sing that together. Here we go. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Come on, sing it loud. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, slap your neighbor. If you're happy and you know it, slap your neighbor. If you're happy and you know it, then your neighbor's face will surely show it. If the end, you know it, slap your neighbor. All right, good. All right, good. Happiness. The reality is is that you living as a teenager in 2011, you are, without question, all of us are in some capacity, pursuing happiness. Your friends are pursuing happiness. you're pursuing happiness. And you can't really walk away from the fact that all of us want to experience some degree of joy, some degree of being happy. And the intriguing thing as about Christians is that Christians have said, all right, the world has a way of happiness. The world has demonstrated a way where if I follow through their route, there is a promise that usually ends up empty to become happy. And the thing about Christians is that we've said, no, we want to go through a different way. We want to actually, instead of pursuing that, we're going to surrender our lives to Jesus. And we're going to follow Jesus. And we believe, as Christians, as Christ followers, as people who have surrendered our life to God, as people who are students of God, as people who believe in an eternity, as people who believe in the historic Jesus Christ, we are people that have said, we believe that we will find greater happiness and greater joy in God, rather than in the ways of the world. And so undoubtedly, undoubtedly, there is a, a dying to your flesh involved. Undoubtedly, when Jesus says, anyone who would come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. We know that there is, a, there is a denying of ourselves. But we would say that as we follow Jesus, as we walk as disciples, as we follow God, we end up finding more happiness, some in this life and some in eternal life than ever by pursuing happiness through the ways of the world. And so you and I, we live in a world where we are trying to make daily choices as young people that reflect how God wants us to live. And the reality is, is that when you look at from God's covenant people in Israel, to the disciples, to all throughout church history, there is a greater joy... A greater happiness if we will follow God's rules or God, and make godly choices than if we make choices that are foolish or choices that use the logic system of the world. And so tonight I just want to be honest with you because I'm a bit older than you and so I've been walking this journey a little bit. I was, I was the teenager that was in love with Jesus. I was the teenager that wanted to see God move in my generation. Now I'm the old person with the minivan and four kids that want to see that in my generation. Minivans are cool, all right, yeah, <laughs> but, I, but, but tonight I want to talk to you, and I want to just talk straight about the fact that you're making choices, you're making decisions, and those decisions impact your future, and there's a great joy if you will make decisions that are wise rather than foolish, and all of you are going to be in the process over the next, next decade of making decisions. And you'll either make a foolish decision or a wise decision. And as your pastor tonight, I want to plead with you to be wise. I want to f- plead with you to make wise choices. And so I, I want to tell you how this idea came about. I'm just reading right now the one-year Bible, and so I'm reading through the Scriptures, and I'm reading through Proverbs, and, and, and I started telling Stefan and Candace and Aubrey and the team that, hey, you know, like, as I'm reading Proverbs, I'm, I'm baffled, by the way, that Solomon calls people fools. Like, in our culture, if you call someone a fool, people get offended, you know? If, you did so, if, if your friend did something that was a bit dumb, and you call him a fool, they'd be ticked. Be like don't call me a fool, shut up fool. Uh, there would be there would be frustration there, there would be anger there, but the wisest man that's ever walked, other than Jesus, Solomon, the wise king who God supernaturally made wise, he called people stupid. I'm just telling you, you could just read it in Proverbs. The smartest man that ever lived called people idiots, morons fools. And so I want to read to you tonight about how to be an idiot, how to be a fool, how to be a moron. And I want to talk about how to live in the opposite of that, how to be wise, how to be a woman of God, how to be a man of God. And your choices, your choices lead you down a pathway of either choosing to be... This is dirty, man. That's nastiness right there. Sick. Man, that must have come from the mill storage. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sensitive subject. Or how to walk in wisdom. And you'll make choices either to be foolish or to be wise. Let's just look at what Solomon says. Proverbs chapter 1. Here we go. Proverbs chapter 1. If you're with me, say, I am. am." If you're happy, clap your hands. If you're smart, slap your neighbor. All right, here we go. Proverbs chapter 1. Here we go. All right. Verse 7, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Everybody say fools. But fools, I think of Mr. T when I say, I pity the fool. But fools, fools despise wisdom, all right? And that's where we start. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. Proverbs one thirty two. Solomon says, for simpletons turn away. Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, I'm in the, in the it's called the, no. In New Living, yeah, that's it. I'm in the New Living Translation, Adam. Thank you. How'd you know that? Nice. All right. Okay, Proverbs 1, 32. For simple turns turn away from me to death. Fools are, destro- are destroyed by their own complacency. You know what complacency means? It means I don't care, whatever. You know what I mean? And that's kind of a teenage thing. You know, teenagers cock their head back, okay, whatever. I don't care whatever. That's complacency. I don't care. I don't have an opinion. Shut up. Don't annoy me. You know that. All right. So where we want to be is we want to be people that so see who God is, so see who Jesus is, so see what he came to do, what he called us to do, what the scriptures say, that we are not complacent in life. We have a reason. We have a motive as to why we follow God. And out of that flows why we are good sons and daughters, why we go to school, why we pray, why we study, why we have purpose for our life, why we're dedicated, why we're disciplined, why we're on the sports team, why we do whatever it is we do. There's a reason. There's a motive. Complacency. We don't want complacency or apathy. In fact, it's actually complacency and apathy that if you read in Revelation 3, that ends up being the thing that Jesus despises. That's the thing that Jesus ends up spitting out of his mouth forever and ever. Right, we don't want to be complacent. A fool is destroyed by complacency. I just, whatever, I don't have any motivation to do whatever is the thing that God's called you to do. Call on God on your life. Proverbs six thirty two. here we go. And this is a hard one. Here we go, this is tough. This is going to make everybody squirm and you're going to get nervous, but here we go. I'm going to read it anyway. But the man who commits adultery is an utter fool for he destroys himself. Wisdom? Foolish. Wisdom? Foolish. You're making choices. And straight up, Solomon says, hey man, if you make these choices, a choice like adultery, you destroy your life. You destroy yourself. You're making choices that are going to mess up your life. Of course, we all know as we, as we listen to what Jesus says, Jesus has a pretty strong opinion about walking and sexual purity you're making choices making choices about your sexuality you're making choices about your discipline or your complacency every day every day you get up and you make a choice as to if you're going to be wise that day or foolish if you're going to make wise choices or foolish choices proverbs 10:1 says a wise child brings joy to a father a foolish child bring, brings grief to a mother, all right? Here's the big idea. Wisdom says, honor your mom and dad. Wisdom says, don't bring them heartache. Solomon, smartest man ever, says, don't don't bring depression, sadness, tears to your mom. Bring joy. The wise, the wise bring joy to their parents. Proverbs 10, 8. The wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. Let me read that again. The wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. Here's the big idea. Wisdom says, listen. And I want to encourage you, especially as a teenager, as a young person, this is a good season in your life to listen. This is a great season to just tell me, tell me more. Listen. Listen to your parents. Listen to your teachers. It's your, right now, you're at an age where it's so easy. It's so easy to be feel like you know it. You know lots of things. You know, you're smarter than most people. But every person here has said, okay, I'm a, I want to follow Jesus. Jesus is my all. And when I read the scripture, it says here that I ought to listen. You know, one of the things that probably, I mean, one of probably my greatest hero in life is my dad. My dad is in about 64 and, my dad has been seeking God since he was a teenager, and uh, just an incredible. He's lived an incredible life of following God, and one of the things I see in his life is that he's constantly listening. He's not just babbling off his opinions, talking about goofy things. He listens, and I think we do well to hear Solomon here and be a people that listen. Proverbs ten eighteen. Let's keep going. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Holy cabooses, Cornelius, this is tough to swallow. David, what, this is a depressing sermon. Okay, this is, this is right here. This is, this is one of the ways that you demonstrate foolishness. It's very easy when you feel frustrated about other people, you're hurting, to slander other people, whether it's in campus groups or at your school or whatever. But bottom line is right here, slandering is one of the quickest ways to folly. Slandering is one of the quickest ways. Proverbs 10, 22, 23. Doing, this is interesting. Listen to this. Doing wrong is fun for a fool. Now, bottom line is we see this all the time. In our culture, many like to make an idol or a god of fun. And if the Jesus thing is fun, then I'll do the Jesus thing. But ultimately, they're about fun more than anything else. Doing wrong is fun for a fool, but living wisely brings pleasure to the sensible. All right? To the wise. All right? There is a degree of uh, pleasure, delight, joy found as you pursue living out the plan of God on your life, the way that God calls us to live it. Following the scriptures, obeying the Ten Commandments, making choices that honor God, that honor God with your life. You're going through the doorway time after time that God's called you to, the wise way. The temptation is to always pursue the foolish one. The foolish one says, whatever feels comfortable for me. The wise one says, Proverbs 1 says that the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay, so if you want wisdom, all right, right here, you can see over my head. If you want wisdom, right here, at the beginning of it is the fear of the Lord, which means I do life cognizant or thinking about that God is real, God is big. I want to honor God with my life. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's so easy to live like a fool. And there's repercussions for living like a fool. Straight up, there are. Now, what we like to say is, hey, this is America. This is a land where you can really, you know, mess up your life and it all turns out. Bottom line is, truth is, there are repercussions for bad choices. Period. And you say, well, you know, and I've talked to many young men, 17 years old. Man, I just want to have fun for a few years. I can always turn my life around later. God sees the heart. That's not the fear of the Lord. That's saying, I am Lord, and I want fun more than anything. And I will use my freedom to have fun, and then I will use God for myself. That is not Christianity. That is you using God for your pleasure in the end. That's narcissism. That's your Lord and your king, and you have not surrendered your life over to God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. God, you're big. God, you're holy. God, you're true. God, you're real. God, I believe that you're there. I believe that you have a plan for me. And so I surrender my life to you. I go through the God door over and over and over again. I choose the God route. Proverbs 12, 15. Fools think their, way, their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Proverbs 12, 16. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. <laughs> this one's funny. Because this one I run into all the time, you know. It's like I'll talk to people and they'll, and they'll be like, um, well, you know me, I always speak my mind. You know, you, you, you ain't ever going to have to guess with me because I'll tell you exactly what I think every time. And inside I'm smi- outside I'm smiling and inside I'm going, hmm, a fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. Bottom line is, that's not who we want to be. I'll tell you my thoughts. I'll tell you the, That's puke. That's not godliness. Yeah, but I just want to be real. Yeah, but when real is sin, transform your heart. Shut up until your heart is transformed and listen. Does that make sense? This is what happens with me. You know, all the time, all the time, I run into situations where I'm, I'm hurt, I'm frustrated, somebody does something to wrong me, and the, the, the foolish side of me goes, I'll tell you my mind, yeah, you know, well, whatever, you know, let, uh. wisdom, all right, I'm going to hold myself under control, I'm, I, though they insulted me on the road, <laughs> I'm not going to tell them what I think of them, <laughs> hold myself together, all right? But listen, many men, many women have messed up their lives because they made foolish decision after foolish decision. And in the end, it they, they, they comes to ruin. It messes up their lives. Make wise choices in the midst of the moment when you have a choice, when there's this decision in front of you, when there's a pathway in front of you. Do whatever you can to choose wisdom. Proverbs 13, 16, Wise people think before they act. Fools fools don't and even brag about their foolishness. This is something that runs rampant. This is something that um, I believe right now our whole culture loves to celebrate fools. We're entertained by fools. We put, sometimes we put all over the television, you know, the people that'll do the dumbest stuff, the people that'll mess up their lives, and we're entertained by it. And though it has a temporary pleasure, though it has the temporary laugh, <laughs> look at that person messing up their life on that reality show, idiot. We love to tell, all right, this is what I did. and it's, Listen, the truth is, as men and women of God, our commitment is to think before we act. And certainly when we are foolish, don't brag about it. Man, you don't want to brag about foolishness. Does that make sense? All right. Now I know some of you. This feels heavy. You're like, dude, I don't, I don't like calling people fools. That just feels harsh. And and in a, and in a culture, I mean, in our culture, if some, if if we were to run into some of these things, some people in a relative in a, in, in a culture full of relativism, we'd look at it and we go, you know, in postmodernism, we'd be like, well, hey, you know, maybe that's that's cool for them, you know. If they want to be stupid, that's cool for them to be stupid. Just get off their back. If I want to be dumb, let me be dumb. If I want to be an idiot, let me be a moron. If I want to be foolish, just let me be foolish. How dare you? Which that is, by the way, the revolt against God. That same how dare you is the revolt of, I do not have the fear of the Lord. I do not want to go God's ways. I want to go my way. And anybody, any scripture, any person that says otherwise, I'm angry and I'm upset and I'm mad because ultimately I am the Lord of my life. And I do not want anybody else to be Lord, especially God. But if the scripture says it, we have to face it. And there will be a revolt in our culture against us ever saying, I don't want to be foolish. And And the world will try to say, there's no such thing as foolishness. And you say, you know what? The wisest man in the world called people fools. And I would be a poor pastor if I did not look you in the face and say, you will face decisions over and over again where you will either make a choice that is wise... And the way of fearing the Lord, because I believe that God is real, I will not place before my eyes any immoral thing. Because I believe that God is real, I am not going to put my subject myself to be in a position to sin like that. Because I believe that God is real, I'm going to go against my flesh, and I'm not going to do the easy thing. I'm going to take the hard road. And you will have temptation after temptation. A little bit of slander. Oh yeah, she annoys me. Like she is so annoying, and I can't. She bugs me and slander. You have a little bit on, over and over again of ticked, let your anger out, insulted, not make decisions based on God, but based upon what I want. And this, in the end, is leaving God out, which is the, the very essence of foolish. The very essence of a fool is a person who says, there is no God. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. He is real. He is true. And my whole life, my whole thought pattern, my whole process of how I live is based upon the reality that there is a God. And because he is God, I make choices that are wise. I make wise choices. All right? And I know, I know there's a temptation to say, hey, David, let's not talk about foolish and and, and wisdom. I'm young. I want to I be young and have fun, be dumb. That's, that's what I want to do. Right now, you're making choices that do affect the rest of your life. And a lot of times, one of the things that I run into sometimes is I'll talk to people and they think, um, I'm going to make foolish choices right now because I'm young. I'm a teenager. But when it comes to the really important choices one day, then I'll make the wise choices. The reality is, is that your choices right now to be foolish or wise, it doesn't get any easier when you get older. There's just bigger repercussions. There's bigger repercussions for your choices. And the choices that you make now, if you start to make choices to be wise now, It will enable you to be wise longer and longer and longer and longer, and as you get older and older and older. And if you make a foolish choice to go the way of the fool, as you get older, you will become more comfortable making those choices over and over and over again, and it gets harder and harder to make the turn to begin making wise choices. That's why I beckon you, challenge you, encourage you, my friends. As a young man, as a young woman. Make wise choices today. Make choices that honor God, that fear God. So that leads us to the question, okay, David, how? How do I get wisdom? If Proverbs 4, 7 says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. (laughs) Okay, that's like the beginning of running is running. (laughs) The beginning to eating is eating. How do I get wisdom? All right, let me tell you. This is this is how I this is in my own life. This is what I encourage you. Number one is get wisdom from God. Get everybody say get wisdom from God. Well, say it again. Say it like you mean it. Get wisdom from God. All right, let me hear the girls say it. Get wisdom from get wisdom from God. All right, now let me hear the men say it. Get wisdom from God. Get wisdom from God. He'll just hear it. <laughs> That's good. That's better. All right. All right. Number one is this. Get wisdom from God. In Ephesians 1:17, Paul says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him or know God better. This verse single-handedly changed my life. When I was 18 years old, and I'll say this like a broken record for years to come. This verse was a verse that my hero, the pastor that was my hero, told me to pray every day. And I had never had anyone tell me to do, any, do anything every day other than my mom telling me to brush my teeth. This pastor looked at a teenager and said, every day, pray this prayer. You'd be surprised in time. And I started to pray this prayer daily. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Spirit of wisdom so that you might know God. Ask God. Get wisdom from God. In James 1.5, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our our generous God. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He'll give it to you. Just the first place to get wisdom is to ask God for wisdom. God, give me wisdom. God, I need wisdom right now. I, I, right now, I'm at a, I, I've got to make a decision, you know. Uh, my friends are going this way in this car. They're kind of the, you know, good kids, the kids that I think are really cool and I really want to hang out with. They're going this way. My parents are going this way. My little sister wants me to take her, you know, to Dairy Queen. Like, God, what do I do? You know, I'm making this up. I know you can tell, but God, what, what, ask God. God, give me wisdom. I don't know. God, what school do I need to go to? God, where, what are you calling me to? What? Ask God. The beginning, the first place to get wisdom is just ask God. Start by just asking God. All right. Second thing is this, get wisdom from the scriptures. If you will read the scriptures, you will be surprised how it will become a wellspring for you as you walk through life. In other words, in my own journey, I don't know how many times I am trying to make a decision and a verse that I've memorized because of prayer meetings in the World Prayer Center comes to my head because it correlates with the choice that I'm about to make. Countless times a verse actually comes out because I've prayed it in so many prayer meetings. Another thing is if you study the scriptures, if you read through the scriptures, if you look at the stories, just the narratives, just the stories of the people. Whether you're looking at Esther or Jacob or Daniel or Matthew or John or Noah or Jonah or Moses or Isaac or whatever, if you know those stories, I said a lot of guys there. Let's say some, or or Gomar or Deborah or Esther or whatever if you, let's say some short guys or Zacchaeus, but if you, <laughs> Big Ben, you, you can understand. All right. If you will study those stories, if you'll study those stories, you'd be surprised as you're seeking wisdom, as you're seeing God, most of the time, you are not facing a scenario that, you, that, that is not written out in the scriptures. In fact, all the time. Nico does not face a problem that has not been faced before other than being incredibly cool and attractive and all the women in love with them, right? Like Samson has that though. Samson had that. And Samson wasn't even a musician. No, just kidding. All right. So sorry, I got to stay focused. I keep talking to my friends in the crowd. All right. So all right. But if you'll study these stories, you will find that people have faced issues, problems, decisions, all throughout history. And in the scriptures specifically, you'll find it. In the scriptures, it will, it, it will, the stories in the scriptures will give you wisdom. And you'll go, I am not going to make out with this girl because Samson and Delilah and Nico and Delilah or whatever, you know, like I, I'm choosing not, sorry. Let's go with David. He was a musician. He ended up with Bathsheba. Forget that. All right. Sorry, Nico. This is nothing but love. All right, let's go with Tyrell. No, let's not go with Tyrell. Let's not start to Tyrell. <laughs> Listen, whether I, I would encourage you, go, whether, in the prayer meetings that you're leading on campus, pray the scriptures. Let the word of God get inside of you. As you pray the scriptures, as you memorize the scriptures, as you study the scriptures, as you read the stories, you will gain wisdom. Right now, I'm reading through the one your bible and i'm just finding stuff just reading it like in that fashion that i that unless you read it that way but whatever way you read it but just read it you can get wisdom in prayer god give me wisdom you can get wisdom by just reading the scriptures third one you can get wisdom from godly friends godly friends now this is not foolish friends <laughs> this is not this is not going up to your Moronic, drunk, ticked off, often angry, lust bucket friend and asking him for his wisdom because he has no wisdom. (laughs) All right? If he's living a life filled with foolishness, don't ask him for wisdom or her, all right? But if there are men of God or women of God that are wise, that are your friends. I'm telling you, they can be a great source of wisdom. In fact, just today, I was sitting with one of my best friends and uh, he set up a meeting with me, you know, like not like on my calendar, but like, just like, dude, I got to talk to you right now. And I ran over to talk to him in his office and we just talked today as he's making choices. And he just says, I just, I've got this, 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 this option. David, tell me what you think. And let me tell you something. I've done that. I've asked him many times. I've asked Stephen Davis for wisdom. Tyrell Conus for wisdom. Dan Perkins I asked for wisdom all the time. That's why I got so tall. I, 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 Aaron Stern. I ask Aaron Stern for wisdom all the time. I, there's men of God in my life that I ask, just what do you think? And lots of times the Holy Spirit will speak through a godly friend. All right? And that will help you make a wise decision. It'll help you be wise. All right, so... You get wisdom from God, get wisdom from the scriptures and get wisdom from godly friends. Here we go. Get wisdom from your parents. Oh, that is, I got an audible response right there. Yeah, that's good. There it is. All right. Listen, your, your, your parents, now some of you, if you, have, if you have parents that are seeking God, then underline this, highlight this, bold this. Your, your parents are wiser than you think they are and they will have wisdom. It's a great place to heed wisdom and say, All right, talk to me. Let me know. And if your parents are not God seekers, if they're not Christ followers, and you feel like they, you know, you find people, find parents, find people that have wisdom, and just ask them for it. Just say, Man. In fact, if you, can find a, if you can find a godly man of God, I mean, say, I want all the wisdom you got. Teach me, train me, help me. Go up to him. You look like you're old, even though you're not. All right? <laughs> All right, go up to him now. Everybody's like, Wow, yeah, on stage he looks five seven, but down there he looks five one. All right, so if you can find a godly man, if you can find a man of God or a parent that loves God, that seeks God, that walks in wisdom, go up to him and say, Dude, you love God, pray for me. All right, but listen, that's the mentality that we want to have. We want to have this mentality that thank you for being seated. Sure. Now I'll stand here for effect. Uh, We want to have a mentality that's open. That's just like, you know, I, if you got, I I want it. I want to fight for wisdom. I want all the wisdom. I want all the wisdom that I can get. So get it from God, get it from the scriptures, get it from friends, get it from your parents. Let me tell you, this is one of the core things for me. I remember, I remember one of the things that my dad said when I was, I was probably 15 and we were driving in a very cool station wagon. Um, do you know what that is? You don't know what that is? All right. If you, there's some, uh, anyway. Watch the movies from the 80s and you'll see it. But anyway, I think there's one on E.T. But we were driving and, and I remember I, 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 was, I was talking to him about wisdom. And I said something about wisdom being smart. And my dad said, I think I was 15. Might've been 14. Looked the same. But, I, 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 I said, he said, son, he said, wisdom is not the smart thing to do. Wisdom is doing what God wants you to do. He said, if you're, if you're always trying to think, okay, just logically, what do I what ought to do? That's different than wisdom, where God gives revelation. God shows you. And the Holy Spirit helps you see things. Because there is God-given wisdom, where God just, God gave it to Solomon right? Two prostitutes come to him. I don't know if you know the story. Solomon's king. He's the wisest man in the world. They come to him. The story is that the, that both of them had had a baby. One of one had rolled over in the night and killed their baby. And they both came to him and said, and said, both of them were claiming that the alive baby was theirs. There was two different women saying that baby's mine. That baby's mine. And Solomon said, bring me a sword. He pulled out the sword and he said, I'm going to cut it in half so that both of you can have, you can have the head and you can have the feet. And right then one of the women said, no, no, let her have the baby. Just let her have the baby. That's fine. Just don't kill it. And the wise King Solomon said, this baby belongs to you. The one who doesn't want the baby to die. All right. There are moments where it's just, God gives you wisdom, how to handle something. God will give you revelation. Wisdom is not, I'm just going to try to do the smart thing. Wisdom is God, fearing the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. God, how do you want me to handle this? God, I fear you. I believe in you. I know you. I walk with you. How do you want me to handle this? And sometimes it might not always be the thing that you would logically think. This is how I have to do this. based upon my brain. Sometimes the Lord will lead you in a different way. All right? then the last one is this. All right. Get wisdom from books. All right. Love books. All right. Yes. Whoa. See, dude, that was smooth, wasn't it? All right. Get clumsy from God. All right. So, uh, let me tell you what, one of the stories that happened to me. When I was, when I was uh, 19, uh, I went with a, a pastor And he was like, uh, hey, David, we're going to hang out. And he said, I'm going to take you to my favorite place. Now, this guy was my all-time hero. Like, this guy was the coolest preacher I'd ever heard. This guy was, like, my favorite person in the world. And so I was so excited because he said, I'm going to take you to my favorite favorite place to hang out. And I was like, oh, sweet. We're probably going to go to, like, a stadium where he won a million people to Jesus in one moment. You know, I didn't know where we were going. And I had no idea where we were actually going to go. And you know where we went is we went to Barnes & Noble. And uh, as we were walking in, uh, he said to me, he said, okay, David, he goes, you're 19 years old. And he goes, um, if you're going to be a leader, you need to understand something. He said, read. He said leaders are readers. And you have, if you want to lead well, you need to be a reader. And I said to him, I don't like to read. I'm in college. I read all the time. I hate reading. And he said, you have to learn how to love reading. And so one of the things that I did because I hear that back from you guys when I talk about reading, and I'll start talking about Wesley or Spurgeon or you know, some deep theologian, Glenn Packingham or something, and, and, and there will be a rebuttal that comes back and says, I don't like to read because I have to read for school. And let me just tell you what I did, and you can think this is dumb, but this is, I, I felt the same way, all right? But this is what I did, and this really helped me. I created a separate backpack, uh, that, or would we even say backpack? Rucksack? What would we say now? Bag? Never mind. All right. That's Ireland, right? Never mind. All right. So forget that. What? Messenger bag? Like John Elisa Bevere messenger bag? All right. All right. Your hand, your satchel. All right. So you take your, you take your bag. All right. And what I created was I just created a bag that was specifically for my pursuit of God. And that was it and then a separate bag that was my school bag, all right? Because for me, when I mixed up the two, I was like, just kind of all looked like a mess to me. It was like, you know, and I know some of you are like, but listen, when I read physical science, I see the glory of God. That's awesome for you. (laughs) The rest of us, it's just a physical science textbook. You know, we're like, just, just, I don't want to read biology right now. But for me, the way that it helped me was I created a separate bag that was just my pursuit of God bag. And that's just like Bibles and highlighters and, and Richard Foster and Dallas Willard and A.W. Tozer and Mike Bickle and, and, and Stefan's favorite book, Irwin Raphael McManus, which Stefan loves this book, and Henry Nowlin, and these are all books you read in the furnace, all right? And, 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 but I just created a bag that was just like, I'm just going to, I want to take that and that's, that's what I'm, what I'm going to read. So I would encourage you, if you can. You will find, you do not have to try to get wisdom on your own. There is 2,000 years of church history that we can stand on the shoulders of men and women of God from the past or the present that are alive today. Read dead people, alive people, whatever. Read them both, all right? They're books, all right? But read. You'd be surprised how much wisdom you can find from just reading. My friend Aaron Stern, he... he he actually has a headlamp that he wears because his wife falls asleep and he wants to read. So it's like, right there. And so that's how he reads at night like that. And so like Josie's sleeping and he's like, Brr, you know? and that sounds nerdy. I think it's the coolest thing ever, right? Because it's this pursuit of, I want wisdom. And though it costs you everything, get wisdom. Though It costs you everything. And I know, here's what I hear. David, I don't have time. I'm in early colleges. That means I'm brilliant. That means I got like so much to read already. I don't have time to just read. Listen. Okay. I just, I went, I went to Google and I just kind of checked it out just to see how fast I could read. And I found this little test online that would tell me how fast I could read. All right. So I'm a pretty slow reader. My ACTs prove that. Um, all right. But, but the test said I could read about 250 words a minute. All right. So, and so it was just a little deal we just read 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 it and then when you, it, says, it goes beep you press stop and then it tells you how many words you read based upon the the where you're at. And so I just did some math just to figure this out. If you were to take let's let's say that the average reader is 250 words a minute. That's that's like just average people, you know, like like me and Stefan. That's not brilliant like Nico and Tyrell, but but that's just like me and Stefan level, right? Just 250 words per minute. All right. Sorry Stefan. You can go to brilliant. All right. That's just me and Dallas level. All right just kidding. All right. Sorry. All right. I don't see him. All right. But here's the deal. If you read 250 words per minute, let's just say that you read for 15 minutes, just 15 minutes. If you read for 15 minutes a day, maybe that is right before you go to bed. Maybe that is on the toilet. Maybe that is, I don't know when, but, but if you read for 15 minutes, just 15 minutes, listen, And I'm talking pursuit of God type stuff. I'm not talking about like reading your physical science book or your biology book. Y'all got to do that and honor God in that way. But I'm talking about actually like, I want to know God, get the wisdom of God stuff. All right. If you did 15 minutes, that would be 3,750 words. That would be 1,268,750 words per year, 15 minutes a day. The average book, about 60,000 words. All right. That's not like, like this, this one's probably, this one's probably about 25,000 words. This is a little tiny book. This one's probably about, this one's probably 55,000 or something. That one might be pushing 60. All right. This one's probably 65. This one's probably about 20, maybe 15,000. This one's probably about, this one's probably about, this one's a little bigger. This one's probably 300,000 or three, I mean not 300,000. It's about 60,000. Right. So, but if you did that, all right, just average books. All right. Let's just call the average book 60,000 words. That would be over 21 books you'd read per year, on the knowledge of God, on just getting to know God. If you had 15 minutes a day, if you're a slow reader like me and Stefan, I don't even know how you read, but whatever. <laughs> All right, here's my point: if you will do those things, you will be so far ahead. You will be so far from making foolish decisions. You will, if you, if you ask God, if you study the Scriptures, if you get Christian buds and friends around you and ask them for wisdom. If you ask your parents, if you study and read 15 minutes a day, over 20 books a year, you'd be surprised how you and I can walk in wisdom. We don't have to be fools. We can be wise. Amen? Amen. Stand your feet with me. And I'd like to uh, just invite DLA and campus pastors to come on down here to the front. Nico, if you want to come on up and I just want to pray for you. Shh. All right, if you guys would just come forward. Here's the deal. I'm not gonna, this is, I wanna do, I wanna, I wanna invite some of you to come forward tonight, but this is not for those of you that just say, this is for the, there's some of you that you wanna get right with Jesus and you need to give your life to Jesus tonight. And you just say, I'm not really fearing God. I'm not really even a God follower and I wanna give my heart to God. I wanna give my life to God tonight. And if that's you, I want you to tell the person that you're praying with and they're gonna pray with you to become a Christian, to be a Christ follower, to love God. There are some of you here tonight That you know God, but you're foolish in a lot of areas and you want to pursue wisdom. Though it costs you everything, get wisdom. Get wisdom from God. Get wisdom from the scriptures. Get wisdom from your friends. Get wisdom from your parents. Get wisdom from authors throughout church history. But you want more wisdom. You want a spirit of wisdom and revelation alive in your heart so in just a minute, uh, I'm going to pray. And as I pray, I want to invite those of you for those two things. One, I want to give my life to Jesus. Or two, I just want wisdom. I just want you to come on up here and just pray with one of these people. And they're just going to pray short prayers over you. They're not going to like spit on you. Uh, They're not going to like make you fill out a card or they're not going to punch you. Nothing like that. They're just going to pray for you. They're just here to serve you. So I'm going to pray. And as I pray, I'm going to invite you to come. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for DSM. Thank you for my friends. God, we're on the journey to be Christ followers. God, we want to be a decade from now burning and shining lamps in love with Jesus. God, we want to be filled with the wisdom of God. We do not want to be fools. We do not want to be fools, God. We desire wisdom. No it costs us time. We want wisdom. No it costs us money. We want wisdom. And though it costs us comfort, we want wisdom. No, it costs us temporal pleasure. We want wisdom. We love you. We honor you, Jesus. Everybody said amen. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. They've got a vision and a mission for their life.